Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, coming to you this evening, uh, first week of January, or second week of January, second week of January, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, coming to you from uh, just south of the Music City in beautiful Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, I am, have the honor of being joined this evening by uh, Ms. Sharon Ortiz. Um, Sharon uh, met this uh, this young lady on Instagram. She's been posting a lot uh, in this space that uh, that I've been talking about. Mutual friends with many of the uh, previous guests on the podcast, including um, Will Spencer and Mike Pantile and uh, many 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 others. Uh, so might hear some name drops in there. But uh, uh, based on her Instagram bio, she likes singing and Jesus and uh, walks and laughing and. She is the woman she always hoped she could be. She inspires women and encourages men. She is Sharon Ortiz. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. Um, you are the I'm, I'm I'm thinking here the two Stephanies. So you're 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 the fifth female guest on the uh, on the podcast. So mm-hmm. something you can tell your grandkids. Um, but uh, how how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. All right, Sharon. Well, um, uh, we, as I mentioned, we kind of ran into each other on, uh, on Instagram. You, I, I reached out to you via my personal page. I think when we first started chatting and, and you, I mentioned, mentioned my podcast and, and, you know, we kind of, it was interesting. It's like, Oh, so you're, you know, this is you, you know, this is you. And so, yeah, it was just uh, one of those little funny exchanges on Instagram, but uh, she's listened to the show. So uh, hopefully she knows what she's in for. But uh, one thing that I, I like to do is that uh, I like to jump in uh, with both feet. So uh, Sharon, from, from your perspective, um, what, what does it mean to be a man in uh, the Western world today? Okay, so what does it mean according to the Western world is nothing good. Um, But what does it mean to be a man is the same thing that it's always meant. It's meant courage and sacrifice and love and protection and safety and all the things that men are supposed to do and are physically and mentally uh, built for. Um, Those are those are the things it means to be a man. It means to lay down your life in service of others because you have the capacity to do so and because you've been. Uh, gifted by God with physiological and psychological and other biological traits that make it possible. Okay, great, great. And um, kind of splitting off into into that a little bit. Um, how do you see? We're, we're both uh, we're both Christians, both both mm-hmm. uh, followers of, of Jesus. Um, how how do you see the differences, or what do you see as some of the way the differences of the ways that men bear the image of God, and uh, some of the ways that uh, women bear the image of God? Because I mean, we are made in uh, made in His image. So I um, mm-hmm. just wanted to uh, that just popped into mind when you were uh, kind of going through that first answer. But I just want to get your uh, your take and your scope on that. Um, So I really like John Eldridge for this. Um, And I remember reading uh, his book, Captivating. And the thing that stuck out to me is that women, one of the primary roles of women is to cultivate beauty. Hmm. And the Bible describes God as 
being beautiful. Yes, he's holy and just and he's masculine, but there's the beauty of his holiness, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that where men uh, represent all that patriarchy and the fatherliness of God and his uh, his masculinity, because he is he describes himself as male, um, women uh, show this aspect of him, uh, this El Shaddai nature that he is, um, mm-hmm. which is a word that means the big breasted one. Hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I, I'm thinking of Jesus when he was standing at, uh, at the top of Jerusalem and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, how I longed to hold you in my arms as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. And so Christ is this, uh, perfect embodiment of God, right? He is God incarnate and mm-hmm. he comes and he is loving and gracious and holy and just and fierce and unafraid. And he represents all that is good in, uh, what the the epitome of masculinity and what woman represents is uh his beauty his grace um his nurturing nature um david says of god that he god knit him together in his mother's womb Mm, um and and i think that there is uh a way that each of us uniquely uh certainly does show the imago dei and the the, that we are all image bearers of god but Mm -hmm. we in our unique roles, in our particular giftings, and even in our physiological makeup, we show that. Like that El Shaddai always sticks with me. God is the big breasted one. Well, what do we use breasts for for women, right? We use it to feed and nurture children, mm-hmm. um, not just for feeding, but also for like comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, Christ the Christ shows that, but also the Holy Spirit, right? He's a comforter. He's described by Jesus. I will send you the comforter. Mm-hmm. And so I think in our... Uh, in our makeup and in our nature, we, you're absolutely right. We, we both male and female, we show the nature of God and um, all his different aspects. And when he, in Genesis one said, let us make man in our image. And then it says he created them male and female. Um, that was what he was doing for us. Who's screening these calls? Uh, <laughs> I always wanted to be on talk radio. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this. So yeah, I, I don't know if, any, if anybody can hear on the audio, but a uh, phone went off in the background. So that's that's one of one of my favorite talk show hosts. That was kind of one of his his things when he would ever get ever get a weird caller on and on there. He'd be like, "Hey, who's screening these calls?" But well, um, he was screening the calls. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or somebody that he knew or trusted was screening the call. It's like you know, it was just. Uh, <laughs> uh, running joke that he had, but uh, uh, kind of touching back on that one one um, thought or revelation that I had uh, a few months ago about how men bear the image of God is, um, I, I guess it's the the word that comes to mind is 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 sacrifice or or just giving giving yourself completely. I don't know what a, a great uh, great word or term of that is, but I know that. Um, and this kind of came to me when I was actually thinking about, um, yeah, I, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about like why I was actually thinking about, you know, kind of the dynamic sexual dynamics. Um, it was kind of something that had, had was, was on my mind, uh, at that point in time. And I was thinking, okay, well, it, it kind of occurred to me, like one of the ways that men bear the, the image of God, I, I think is that, um, it, is that when, men are in the process of creating life, which is what 
sexual intimacy is you're you're creating a new life is that when men are done with that process they're usually tired and have to rest and when and if you look back in the creation story when god created the heavens and the earth when he was done he had to he had to rest um and so that was just kind of a, an interesting thing that uh, that came to mind that i wanted to a share with you share with the audience is that uh, i think that's that's one of the ways that uh, and it just kind of touches back on um it touches back on on just how seriously we as a culture should um should take um should take sex how 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 seriously and and how how, how much reverence we should have for uh, for that i obviously it's you know we we can all agree that it's just become been it's not even treated casually anymore. It's just, it's just treated like, you know, whatever the, the thing below casual, uh, casual is, or just even flippantly. I mean, you just have so many different, um, you know, d- different diet. You know, just have so many different ways of, of cheapening it now that it's, uh, we really kind of lost sight of that, but that's a, I think that's a, a topic for, uh, you know, maybe for, for a little later on, or, or maybe even uh, a different, uh, different discussion on, on a different day. But, um, I want to get your take on um, how, how do you see the current state of, of gender relations about how men and women are interacting with each other? Okay, so I see this two ways. Just like in when you asked me the first question, I said, you know, what does it mean to be a man in the West? And I was like, nothing good. But what does it really mean to be a man in the West? <laughs> right. Right. And I, this is the same the same kind of two part answer. Uh, the state of gender relations have, in my opinion, when I look around, uh, have never been worse, I don't think. Um, and I think it's because we've so blurred the genders and we've so po- like reversed polarized them. Uh, first of all, gender, even that term, that's a social construct. <laughs> right. Um, the yeah. sexes, okay, the sexes uh, don't have uh, appropriate understandings of their purpose and their role. Um, and that sense of meaninglessness and purposelessness, because we don't know why we were created. Um, and that starts with understanding who created us. So you go all the way back up philosophically to that problem. And you can see how this has played out where men and women, in a lot of ways, their roles are reversed. The expectations of men and women in the West is like, women need to be the boss babe. And we were talking right before we got on about what I do for work and how I'm a corporate lady. And there's a lot of people that are like, when they meet me and they um, learn my role. Um, I, you know, I work in banking and I'm, I'm fairly high up in, in the position that I have. And people are always like, wow, and you're a woman and you're a Latina. And I'm like, those two things have nothing to do with my ability to do this job. Don't offend me by uh, making it seem that I somehow got this spot because of how I look or my immutable characteristics. No, I got it from my hard work and dedication. But the, the the pressure on women to be a boss babe and to climb the corporate ladder and break the glass ceiling. Like those are things that women should never be doing, climbing and breaking. Those are things that men should be doing. And men are told to sit down and be quiet and be emotional, which are things that women should be doing. And so um, we've, we've not just... Um, We've not just diminished the glory of each sex and the way that they each represent the Imago Dei by telling them that their natures are bad, but also forcing them to reverse their natures. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge problem that I see. And that is it is resulting in the death of our society. In a lot of ways, we see um, the all the problems that it causes, the fatherlessness, single motherhood. I myself am a single mom, so I know firsthand the struggle and the pain of that, both for myself and for my daughter. Um, but I also see this like uh, this light of hope 
And I know for the space that I'm in and that you're in, in this masculinity, femininity, content creation space, some people call it the trad space. Um, it's came out of this manosphere, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of, um, but Will Spencer, our friend, he calls it the renaissance of men. And he says that there's this uh, alternating side, this renaissance of women. And as he says, it's pointless without women, right? So we want women to be coming into their femininity and embracing the, their God-given nature and their God-given role. Um, and I see a lot of hope because there's a ton of us. There's a ton of us that are speaking about these things. And the responses that I get from men and women when I post about um, the beauty of masculinity, the, the, the joy of femininity, the responses that I get are really promising compared to what I see when I look around at the world mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more that, that, uh, it, it is going in a, in a positive direction. I mean, you know, there's, you know, guys, you know, we, we mentioned Will a couple of times, uh, Mike Pantile a couple of times, um, you know, uh, masculine revival, you know, um, mm -hmm. and other people in that space. Uh, I think Will the other night was calling it the, uh, the virtue pill, I guess. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that so. was actually, okay. So he started it. Will said that he's going to masculinity is a dead word and that we okay. need a new word. And he said it was virtue. And Mike Pantile mm -hmm. ran with that and said, we need a virtue pill. And yeah. it's kind of blowing up. I love it. Yeah. 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 I think that might be the title of, uh, of this episode, the, uh, the virtue pill with, uh, with Sharon awesome. Ortiz. So, um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe that's, that's something that you and I could, could do like once, once in a while is just do our own, do our own side, separate show on the side, just call it the virtue pill with John and Sharon or something and just riff off of each other. I think that, I'm totally down. I'm yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'll have to write that down. I'll have to write that down. That'd yeah, be yeah. a, that'd be a good, good Who's one. Who's called? What's that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was Mad Dog Russo that used to say that, but uh, oh, I don't know who that is. But yeah. I trust you, and I definitely, you know, on my comedian skills uh, for for that callback. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. And people <laughs> say women aren't funny. Come on, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, because women really aren't funny. A few women. It's a very select few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who who are <laughs> I'm some? I'm gonna get canceled now. Who are some of your favorite uh, women comedians? I, I don't I don't have any favorite. I don't have any. No. I, I have no favorite. I have a friend um, who writes on Instagram as Woke Mary and she's mm -hmm. funny. Okay. But like famous comedians, it's a no. Okay. None of them are funny. They're all they they think that vulgar means humor. And I just yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know who's marginally funny sometimes? Uh is the woman, I forget her name, Angela Johnson. She's funny sometimes, uh, especially mm -hmm. her Christian jokes and that whole beautiful nail bit. Oh, that killed me uh, because okay. that was so real. But yeah. that's female humor specifically. So if you're not a woman, you wouldn't get it. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I may or may not look that up later when I'm, you know. It's hilarious, but it means more if you're a woman. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll mark that down. There's one person who's been showing up on my, on my YouTube, um, you know, how they have the YouTube shorts. I can't remember her name. I can see her face right now off the, and she, she, she's had like a couple decent funny ones in uh that i've seen but i, I can't remember her name but she's a lot oh. more a lot more secular i mean she's secular mm -hmm. comedian okay so, so fine if you're talking like instagram content creators there's a few of them that i think are humorous mm -hmm. or tiktok or youtube well um, she's this the person i'm saying thinking of she's stand up but um oh okay that's yeah, fair but, yeah. um but i i i've watched a lot of stand-up comedy and the men are always funnier sorry mm. gotcha. Sue me. gotcha 
yeah, yeah. We'll both get canceled and, you know, it's that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, I recorded an episode a couple of years ago where I said point blank, there's only two genders and, you know, t- did like a whole come at me, bro, type, right. of, <laughs> type of monologue. So, you know, and I, you know, still, uh, I'm still, still here. So, um, but uh, speaking of, um, I get a lot of content um, directed my way just because of the space and content that I've been, been looking up on uh, and that I've found on YouTube. Um, I will say about five or six years ago, I followed uh, a couple red pill content creators uh, on YouTube. And that's kind of how I, when I first started discovering this, this type of content and even just like discovering this, this space that it was actually a a thing and that there were actually content creators out there kind of tackling these topics and, and um, red pill to me, there's, there's some of it that's that's good advice then there but then there's a majority of it that i don't espouse to and i i i had a hard time about five or six years ago because i was in a season of my life where my faith wasn't uh wasn't quite as strong as as it is now and um so i was kind of believing that and even for like a period of time i thought about you know going i'm sure you've heard the phrase migtow you know i thought about just you know going migtow myself and um, so I, I want to get your, your take on kind of the, uh, what, what we see today with, with the red pill movement, MGTOW, things like that online, and then, uh, kind of the, the opposite side of that coin of, uh, of modern feminism. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up, that the opposite, that is, uh, as Mike Pantile said recently on a post, you know, red pill is feminism for men. Um, and I, I think that's, that's a hard statement for some men to, appreciate but I think it is true and and I will I'm going to clarify or qualify rather by saying first that I understand like I don't I don't begrudge any man who wants to go his own way right MGTOW is it stands for men going their own way saying we don't need women forget them they're trash all they do is hurt us they never appreciate our contributions they think we're toxic so screw them anyway and uh, this red pill content is that same idea. It's like, let's let's talk about the truth about the sexes and let's really break down what women really are like um, in much the same way that feminists have talked about men. And it's a response, it's reactionary. It's not coming from a healed place or a good place or a holy place or a just place or a righteous place or a virtuous place. And it leads only to loneliness and darkness and despair. And I understand why a man who has heard his whole life from movies and TV and even maybe from his own mother and his own grandmother that men are trash and he needs to just be a good boy and make sure that he doesn't breathe wrong and hurt a woman and and how challenging that must be to try to suppress your own essence, your very nature and be told that who you are at your very core is toxic and how can you change that because it's an immutable trait um, and and so I I understand but it's still wrong. And I, there's a content creator that I like, and she said, uh, not that long ago, she said, uh, you can learn in about an hour what you need from the red pill, and then you can move on. And I think there yeah. are some things, yes. And I think there are, it's the same thing with feminism. It's like, yeah, are there dangerous men in the world? Sure, but are most men dangerous? No. Um, and so I I think what the red pill specifically, MGTOW's totally wrong. Uh, that's, we need each other. We need yeah. each other, need. Um, and we cannot do this alone. And God said that, not me. 
Yeah. It is not good for man to be alone. So if you think that you should be alone, you disagree with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but what, what the red pill gets right is that there are certain things about masculinity that are attractive to women. And there are certain behaviors that women have that are in their best interest because of their nature and their characteristics that make them vulnerable in the world. So, for example, one aspect, uh, one thing that the red pill is pretty big on is this concept of hypergamy. And it's the Mm -hmm. idea, right, that women uh, will uh, select, what did Martine say yesterday, across and up um, in terms of uh, mate selection. So they want, which is why women all dream about marrying the like six foot, six figure earner, right? Why? Because uh, the six foot, the height indicates uh, some level of physical prowess and protection and for her safety, because women are smaller and we are the weaker sex. And we recognize that biologically. And excuse me, also that um, we need someone who's we, or we typically select for a man who's like smarter, uh, then ask mm-hmm. why because we want someone to be able to protect us he needs to be wise and capable mm-hmm. it also means that he'll be able to uh, earn a living and provide for us and our children and we're always thinking about the safety and protection of ourselves and our offspring and this is biological and animals do it too yeah <laughs> um yeah. and what the red pill says is that this is uh, a toxic nature of femininity and it needs to be recognized by men and exploited by men for their own benefit mm-hmm yeah. So that if they play up on those traits that are particularly attractive to women, they can have the best of the pick of women and only use women to serve their physical and sexual desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is wrong. Yeah. 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 I, I, my take on hypergamy is that it's, it's a very real thing and a very necessary thing. And, and all, all I needed to do to come to that conclusion. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think hypergamy is a good thing. Um, I, I, and all all I need to do is look, uh, look to my sister and my brother-in-law and Mm -hmm. my brother-in-law, he's, um, he's a little bit taller, a little bit, you know, bigger than, than my sister, you know, and he's, uh, but he's a a good man and he's a, he's a great provider and and they live well within their means. And, uh, they just had a little boy about a year ago. And, and I, I would want, you know, I, I, I would want my sister to be with a man who can take care of her and who can provide for her and, and, and family. Like, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. It, it, and if you're, if you're not in a situation where you can, if you're not in a situation where you can, you know, provide and, and be that leader of your household uh, to, to the extent that you need to be, then, you know, by God, you need to work on, work on getting there. Uh, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a man, you know, and you need to, um, it, it's not just, throwing your hands up and saying, saying, I quit. And it's, uh, you know, I, I think that like, uh, another content creator that I follow, um, uh, Courtney Ryan, she kind of does uh, lifestyle and, and, uh, uh, dating coaching and, and things like that on, uh, uh, she's on Instagram and YouTube. Um, and she's not quite in the, in the traditional space, but she comes at things a little bit more level-headed. She talked about this, uh, in her video, one of her videos the other day when she was just given some, she'll, she'll give tips for men about, you know, how not to, what I think her latest video was, uh, how not to, uh, appear creepy or, or be creepy. Uh, it was a really, <laughs> it was a really, you know, some, common sense but you know sometimes you know guys guys don't don't get it you know um i've i've had my moments and to be fair most men don't like 
most men have delayed development because of the nature of our culture and because they have access to porn and video games mm. and they just don't go out into the world. And so they, they lack some social skills. And I, I hear this talked about a lot. I'm in a bunch of like Christian singles groups on mm -hmm. Facebook. And this is a common discussion that women have when they share in the group. They're like, guys, do you know how to talk to women? Have you practiced talking to women? Cause when men do talk to them, which is rare, they yeah. are very socially awkward and inept. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 40 and, and there have been times in my life where I haven't, you know, I, I haven't had uh, great success talking with, with women and, and, it's it's funny that I should even have to say this, but um, women are people too. <laughs> you know, it's like thank you. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm just as as guilty of of putting women and and women on a, on a pedestal and and kind of being having my having my mood ruled by how the feminine is uh, is treating me in that particular moment. Um, and, you know, I'm guilty of that, and sometimes, you know. It's, some days are better than others with, with that, but, uh, um, it, it is, yeah, it, it, it is, it is necessary today. And, uh, and me being 40, like imagine, you know, I, I, I say that because like, I, sometimes I have struggles with that being 40 and you can just imagine how, you know, people in younger generations, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fall into one of those micro generations, I guess, if, if you, you know, follow, you know, follow that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm what they call, uh, uh, zillennial like generation X and millennial, you kind of combine it to that, get together or a, uh, a geriatric millennial. That's uh that, that's one of my favorite terms. I think I'm a geriatric millennial too. Like I'm right on the edge of that. Yeah. 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 I was I'm, born yeah. at 82. So depending on which study you read, I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, early on in that millennial, but I'm, I'm still old enough to remember when, you know, the alternative to playing a video game was going outside and playing and, and, <laughs> You know, yes. where, where and you the still internet had... took a long time to load up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you didn't have instantaneous, instantaneous access to pornography in your, in your pocket, uh, growing up. Like when I was first discovering that, those type of things. And, um, you know, I, we had 56 K dial up. So it took a little, took a little while for that, that, uh, that satisfaction to, uh, uh, to be built in there. But, um, so I say all that to just, I can only imagine just how much worse or how much more of a struggle it is for, for young men who have grown up with that. Like all they've known is this high speed internet. All they've known is mm -hmm. all they've known is like Xbox 360 and up. Cause I, you know, you and I are old enough to remember what eight bit Nintendo looked like and, you know, yes. it's a novelty now, yeah, but it's on like the TV on channel three. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you had the, yeah. And, and now did you have cable growing up or did you have to use the antenna or, or what? Uh, uh, both, both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had, um, when I was really, really young, we had cable for a little bit and my parents didn't want to pay for it. And so we had an antenna in the, in the backyard. And, and so we had to like, we had a, one of those little dial things and it sounded, <laughs> sounded like a can opener when you turned it like, yes. you know, and, <laughs> I could could never yes. tell. I was like, it's like, is there a mom opener to got you know a can of tuna, or is she trying to watch <laughs> Days of Our Lives? But um, um, but uh, um, I forgot where I was going with that. But no, yeah, but that's it, okay. I have a thought related to that, so I, I'll help you. But okay. I was thinking about why that's why the red pill appeals to so many men, especially like the pickup artists, uh, you know, portion of the manosphere one of the things that those men did really well was like teach men how to like talk to women in a way that would make them want to engage. And this is 
uh, helpful, useful. Um, yeah. And uh, certainly you shouldn't like you. Being a man requires virtue. Mm -hmm. um, and those men don't have virtue. They are self-serving. And virtue is about uh, pursuing the good for the other person as well as for yourself. Um, but there are some valuable things there, right? Like how to talk to a woman in a way that makes you appear confident, because if you appear more confident, she's going to feel more safe with you, right? Yeah. If you don't yeah. appear confident, like a woman doesn't, a straight woman, let's call it, doesn't want to uh, engage with a woman. They want to engage with a man. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, one of the things that the pickup artists community really did well was teach men, like you need to talk to a woman a certain way. Um, and uh, those women value, right? There's certain mm -hmm. aspects of masculinity that are particularly, uh, let's call it attractive, um, or maybe the better word is magnetic, right? There, there's like a draw there. Um, and without, uh, without some of the upbringing, without fathers teaching in the home, how, like how to engage with women, mm -hmm. um, because many gener several generations ago, some of those th breakdowns began to happen with the advent of feminism and the sexual revolution and men and women seeing each other just as objects and things to be despised. Um, we lost a lot of that and we lost. And then of course we had the internet and all those things that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. It caused men's development to be delayed even further. And we know that women and men progress uh, developmentally, psych uh, psychologically, and intellectually d at different paces, although men and women have different brain structures. And so- right. Yeah. Um, so when you tie all those things together, what you get is like the perfect storm of like, we have a bunch of men who are delayed developmentally, who can live totally disconnected lives. And then when they try to get connect with women, because they have this natural inclination to do so, they don't know how, and yeah. they go, they go in search of men who will lead them, and mm -hmm. they're led astray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even sometimes, I think there's, there's, some type of statistic in the the younger generations like in in the early early 20s that we're, we're seeing now where men won't even just engage to begin with because they've got that instant satisfaction of you know pornography and the different types of of pornography and and even you know i'll, I'll even speak on one of the the sub genres of pornography that had become very very popular uh that i've heard about where it's uh it cuts from scene to scene rather, rather quickly. So it's like multiple, oh. yeah, multiple partners at the, yeah, at, at all simultaneously. And so it's just, it's just these young men, it's just killing their sex drive. It's just killing their, their libido. And um, it's, it's, it, it's hard to, and, and I think a lot of it is, is just, I think a lot of a lot of times what what comes down to at least for me when it's come to to overcoming fears and and obstacles like that, especially in in the social realm, is just I'm a big believer in uh, exposure therapy. Like, just mm -hmm. you know, I go into the situation. I've got to do this a certain number of times, whatever it is. Like, if you're in a party or if you're in a, a work gathering, like, okay, I've got to talk to a certain number of people for three minutes at least and mm. then kind of move on from there. And that's been very, very helpful to me. And now I'm in, in sales. And so, you know, it's just kind of, you know, engaging in, in people in that sometimes it doesn't quite come naturally to me, but I'm better about it now than I was say, you know, 10, 12 years ago when I first kind of started getting get when I was first out on my own and, and, um, or I, I should say, 
Um, actually, it's been about 19 years since I've been out on my own. So um, I'm dating myself there a little bit. But uh, with that, with, with that, I, I think, uh, too, is just like men don't quite have that they don't have the opportunity to engage in that, or I shouldn't say that they don't, they just don't choose to engage in that, that, uh, that exposure therapy. And, and I kind of had the well, reverse take effort on their part, right. They would yeah. have to go seek that out. And mm-hmm. would, what would it, that even look like? They yeah. wouldn't know. And yeah. if they Google it, they're going to find the pickup artist community in the red pill. Yeah. Yeah. And by, well, we, we can talk about my reason. I kind of got stunted with that a little bit on off offline here, but it's, it's actually kind of a, a little bit more unique. I don't think quite as many men experience the the thing that 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 kind of that I espouse to my um, difficulties with uh, with talking with women. But uh, um, so we are coming up on a break here, so I will go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll put a cap on it here just for the moment. Um, she is uh, Sharon Ortiz. I am uh, John Waltz. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast, and we will be right back. Guys, I want to tell you about a very special company that I am honored to be a brand ambassador for, and that is 3NailsClothing.com. Now, 3Nails Clothing, uh, it is premium active wear created for athletes who represent the kingdom of God in a modern minimalist fashion that comes straight from their website. Now, a portion of profits from every sale go to Agape International Mission, which helps uh, victims of human trafficking. So really great cause, really great company, and really great active work. If you know anything about me, I love to uh, to work out. I love to uh, to be active, especially go out on the golf course. And this company has some great active wear for, uh, for you or your loved one that works out. Shorts, joggers, hoodies. Uh, I personally have their, uh, their zip uh, hoodie, and uh, it's very warm very durable, very flexible, uh, really great item of active wear that I've picked up. I've worn that here uh, a lot over the last few days as we've had a recent cold snap in Nashville. But uh, socks, hats, uh, bracelets, men and women's uh, attire uh, for active wear. Again, go to 3nailsclothing.com and how you can help me and help benefit this show uh, as part of the Brand Ambassador Program, you can use my promo code DISCOVERING at checkout. That's D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-I-N-G. Promo code DISCOVERING at checkout for 10% off your order. Again, go to 3nailsclothing.com. That's all spelled out, T-H-R-E-E-N-A-I-L-S, clothing.com. For uh, your active wear order from 3nailsclothing, use promo code DISCOVERING at checkout for 10% off your order. Again, great place. Uh, to, to get active where, again, these guys have a, a real purpose behind uh, what they're doing and what they're selling. This would be a great way to uh, kickstart your New Year's resolution or even get uh, some active wear together for the loved one in your life who, uh, who is active, loves to exercise and work out. That's 3nailsclothing.com, promo code DISCOVERING for uh, 10% off your order. 3nails Clothing, active wear built for purpose.
Welcome back. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, coming from beautiful Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, joining me from uh, Parts Unknown. We'll leave it that way. Uh, Sharon Ortiz. Uh, and again, you can uh, we'll have her uh, her her follow information uh, in the in the show notes. But uh, uh, just a quick recap. Sharon and I kind of met over Instagram. We follow a lot of the same content creators in uh, in this uh, this type of space. But we, before we started uh, recording here after the the break, we were uh, talking a little bit about uh, about dating profiles. And um, I am not sponsored by the right stuff. Uh, would love the sponsorship. So if anybody uh, you know within that that company has a uh, has an opportunity for me. I'm always looking for uh, for sponsors. But uh, while I'm at it, you know, live read for uh, for Three Nails Clothing, uh, Active Wear for Purpose. Uh, go to their website and uh, use the uh, discount code Discovering for ten percent off your order. Um, but uh, any anywho, um, we were, we just got on the topic of just like dating and dating apps, and so I just figured that'd be kind of a, a playful way to uh, to start <laughs> the the second segment here. Um, so. Um, you don't have to say what dating app you're on, um, but uh, you did mention that you're oh. on Neuron One. Yes. And uh, how, what was the word that you uh, described the uh, uh, the uh, men folk on this app? <laughs> oh gosh, the men are meh. Meh, yeah, M E H meh. Um, I'm just meh. like it's meh, like it's blah. It's you know, it's not good. And yeah. as a a a woman over thirty. Uh, who is single and who works really hard and who has a daughter to provide for the number of profiles on this Christian dating app of men who say they don't attend church regularly and don't have a job is astronomical. And I'm looking for men in the age range of like 30 to 45. So mm-hmm. I'm not talking about 23 year old kids here. I get it. You know, and we talked uh, in the first half about, you know, men, you know, the delayed development and all that. I'm not knocking men. I'm just saying like, at some point you got to get it together um, right. because yeah. we like to lead. And, um, because you deserve to have good things, but that requires some effort on your part. Yeah. 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 I, uh, have had some, uh, adventures in the, uh, the dating app world too. Um, had, uh, actually a few months ago, I had someone, um, <laughs> it was on the, uh, the app that begins with a T I should not have been on there, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, that, that app I find is, um, as long as you're clear of what you want on it, you usually don't have any problems, but I wasn't very I know clear. Some, I know a ha- very happy married couple, Christian couple that men on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I, I do too. I think um, um, actually one of, um, I think he's, he said it on, on, on his Instagram story, but I'll, I'll, you know, leave, leave. It was one of the, uh, the men that, uh, that we mutually follow in, in this space actually met his wife on, on that app too, but it was, uh, I think it was, I before. think I saw this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I won't, <laughs> I won't leak it. I won't leak it because I'm actually in a in a in a you know um uh, in a group you know an online group with him and and he kind of brought the hammer down on me last night for something else. So <laughs> but it was uh, uh, but it was good. It was good. It was something that I needed, but I don't want to um, just uh, um, any anywho. Uh, but but yeah. So with with um, with with the the T app, um, we'll call it that. Um, I. I got this person's phone number, thought we were, you know, the, as, as the kids say, vibing, you know, um, I try not to use that word because I'm, I'm over, I'm over 40 and I'm a straight white male, but, um, the, uh, um, she, the, the conversation had gone off of the app and I, I had her phone number and she's like, Oh, um, shots at the corner pub tonight. If you're interested. And I'm like, okay. Like we just met. And she's like, Oh, by the way, do you send boner pics? I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to say it, but you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, you're, you're exactly right there. And, and, uh, uh, so yeah, you just gotta be, I, my feeling is, is like, if you're in any of these apps, you gotta be clear about what you want and what you're, what you're looking for. And, and, um, I've, I've been, I've been on, you know, I, I've been on a few and, and, uh, that's, I'm very, I'm much more discerning about what I want and what I'm looking for on, um, uh, on an app. Um, yeah, I, I actually like having the, uh, the, you know, the people answer about their faith, about their politics, about, you know, if they want children or not. And, and, uh, um, you know, that's just one of the ways that I'm, that I'm discerning on that. But, um, um, do you, do you have any like wild or not wild, but just funny dating app stories that, that, that you want to share that kind of come to the top of your mind or. Okay. So some things are like, you know, just like the identity crisis of people mm-hmm. is very, so like on, on previous years, I've, I haven't been on the apps in a really long time. I only recently rejoined one mm-hmm. um, and I'm meh about it, you know, so mm-hmm. I might get off, but uh, in, I've had, I've, I've been on just about all, no, I mean, I haven't been on, uh, but I, I've been on a bunch of them and the identity crises that I see, like, so here's like, someone will say they're like, they select all the religions, for example, <laughs> like that, that doesn't work that way. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, wow. or they'll be like, whatever the, um, whatever the virtue signal of the day that's in their profile. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. when it I was support- like, I support the current thing. Yeah. Yeah. I support the current thing. I'm multiple vaxxed. Um, and you know, it's just, those are funny. Um, the other thing is the conversations that we have in some of those Christian groups, it's kind of like the joke that Christians have about how, you know, men carry the chairs at church, you know, how that's a meme. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, there's a meme in Christian singles groups, uh, among women, which is like the number of men with biopics of them holding a very large fish. <laughs> Oh yeah. That's all yeah, over the place. Yeah. It's that's all over. Of, okay. Yeah. So it's not but, just Christian app, but it's yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, I, that's on every app. Yeah. And, and the, the question that women often have, like, it makes perfect sense to me why a man would be st- put, put that picture on there. It makes perfect sense. Right. Mm-hmm. He's saying, look, I have caught food. Right. Yeah, um, I'm proud of it. It's a, yeah. Yes. Okay. He can, yeah. he can provide meals. Like this is a giant fish. It's like the size of my torso. It's great. You're, you should be really proud. Um, But a lot of women, <laughs> the discussions that we've had in some of those groups like women saying like why with the fish pigs <laughs> yeah um okay so that's funny and then i think the other thing is just like if you if you let it you know you can have fun interactions and i i think i mentioned on i did a live with julia bailey mm-hmm. uh or la- late last week and we talked about dating mistakes that women make and we also talked about some funny things and i remember i i asked a man a question like what what would what um oh gosh i don't want to mess it up if you could be any element like earth air fire water not like the periodic um, table yeah um but yeah. you know the avatar element uh if you could be any of those which would you be and why and it's kind mm-hmm. of like a fun question that i got from a list from a, a dating coach um, mm-hmm. and i really liked that when i was like i want to know every man's answer to this um yeah and, yeah and because i like sat and thought about my own answer it was like okay but i'm a woman so like what would the men say um 
And so the first man that I asked that, I got a phenomenal answer. I mean, it was. I remember this from the live. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, it was phenomenal. So not only did he provide an answer, but he provided all of his non-answers as well. So Hmm. he said all the reasons why he wouldn't be earth, why he wouldn't be water, why he wouldn't be wind, and then proceeded to explain why he would be fire. And it was hysterical. And it was in his own, like, he has a very, uh, uh, engaging sense of humor and mm-hmm. I appreciate humor a lot so that stuck out to me um but I think you can have fun interactions with people even if it doesn't turn out that you're a good match I think it's good practice to talk to the opposite sex mm-hmm. especially because we don't get a lot of healthy interactions for that even in church circles there's a lot of Christians yeah. that like they're just not no men at their church no women at their church um there's a content creator that we both follow and he says there's really only one single girl at his church mm. Wow. That's crazy. Like some people yeah. go to where that's the case. Yeah. And so I think that it's true, you know, and you can't interact romantically with women at work. Um, and so like, where else do you meet women? You're not going to yeah. go to bars if you're a Christian person. Yeah. Um, so the dating apps are uh, sometimes a healthy alternative at least giving you opportunity to interact. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for myself, when I've been on the apps, I usually, if I'm texting with men on the app, they usually have the voice recording option mm-hmm. and yeah. I'll use that. And every time I've used it, the men are like, wow, this is so nice. It was so nice to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yes. So I think having those engaging interactions is fun, but I think, um, yeah, the identity crisis thing probably gets me the most, like mm. you can't be all the religions. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, gosh, there's, there's a couple things that I, that I wish I uh, or that, that, that I look at and just kind of make me chuckle when I, well, I, I've got a really, a really good friend of mine. God <laughs> bless him. He was, um, um, actually he, I think, uh, episode nine of the podcast, uh, Scott Hassey, he's my, uh, really good friend and teaching pro at the, uh, golf course that, uh, that I'm a member at. I know, you yeah. know, you're, you know, when, when I, I think one of our previous conversations, I brought up golf and you were like, yawn, you know, so yes. um, I think you might, I did try golf recently. I yeah. went, I went, yes, I had a friend when I was in Arizona, I, I, oh, okay. on my trip, uh, last month, my, one of my friends that I uh, spent a lot of time with the friend that I visited there, mm-hmm. she is a former, uh, she's a veteran and she, mm-hmm. they have like a veterans program. They teach the veterans golf. Um, oh, nice. and I went with okay. her to the golfing and I was horrible. Um, but I had fun watching her like practice and, mm-hmm. um, meeting some of the vets. So I did try golf. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah, well, but uh, getting back to uh, and kudos for you for for trying. Um, but uh, uh, um, thank you. My uh, uh, sometimes he, sometimes yeah yeah he he'll uh, um, if he's got a student that he think I think might you know get along with something he'll he'll recommend he'll or not recommend but he'll be like hey you know I, this person's one of my students like you know she's around your age and obviously you know that the golf is like the thing that we have in common and um i remember one he, he gave me the the name of this person and like a day or two later uh she showed up on one of the dating apps that i was on and i i i, I saw her i saw her profile and so i immediately had to hit screen record on my, on my iphone just to, to so so i could show it to him and and 
unfortunately the things the categories that i was looking for she was almost the complete opposite of what i wanted so i had to, i had to you know i had to, to swipe left as as it were on that and i said i that that day I, or t- that the next day i showed it to him at the gym he's like what is this i was like this is so-and-so's dating profile i was like you see that and like this is what i was like yeah we probably won't get along but you know thanks for you know Thanks for trying, but um, that's well. It's one good of my... for you that you have friends that want to set you up. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I guess I, I'm a hard enough luck case or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> no. Uh... Oh my gosh! Don't see it that way. See it as a blessing because if somebody knows you and knows someone else that they think would be a good match, that's helpful because it's hard to meet women, right? And it's hard mm-hmm. to meet men, and yeah. we're all saying the same thing: like, where can we meet the right person? Your friends. I think your friends are a good, safe bet. I mean, yeah, this one wasn't a good match, but that doesn't mean one in the future won't be. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Good point. Um, so for you, uh, Sharon Ortiz, um, what are some of the things that you look for in, uh, in a man or what, um, uh, what, what attracts you most to, uh, uh, to men out or, you know, what, what would you, sure. what would you find? I can answer both of those. Man? That's yeah. fine. I can, okay. I can answer both of those. Okay. So philosophically, um, I'm attracted to masculinity because I'm a woman and I'm feminine. Right. And I, you guys are like the, AC to my DC. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but so there's obviously this magnetism that um, happens naturally uh, and this way that women automatically follow the lead of men when they're willing to lead and they do. Um, So there's, I think that's your second question. Um, But as to the first, I love this question. And it's funny because I posted in my stories a couple of days ago about um, the fact that I embraced my femininity when I recognized that I wasn't the kind of woman that the kind of man I would want would want. Mm, okay. Yeah. I wasn't the kind of woman that the kind of man I want would be attracted to mm-hmm. because yeah. I want a masculine man and uh, men value c- certain things and women mm. value certain things. And I wasn't the thing that men would value. And it was because of choices that I had made in my own life and even some things that I've been through in my past that maybe subconsciously I did. But once I realized it, that was a very painful realization for me, but it prompted me to change. And I was talking about how truth hurts. And I had a man reach out to me and say, you know, this was really, uh, it's good to take a self inventory. And sometimes I wonder if I'm this age, you know, he's over 35 and I somehow turn women off. Like, what is it that a good woman is looking for in a man? Mm-hmm. And I think, Uh, the answer that I provided to him, which I will provide to you is that I think, you know, I'm just one woman, but I think I am a woman. And I think the things that are particularly magnetic in men, things that are beneficial and useful and helpful and good um, are one physical fitness and strength. So he needs to be in good shape, but also visibly strong right Mm -hmm. so a good mark is like the shoulders right you can tell like a man's got muscular shoulders and muscular arms um Mm -hmm. if he's like wider up top than he is and the waist that's a good sign that he's strong and capable and it represents safety and security biologically uh for a woman and there's a lot of physical danger it's not just like um you know you there's a lot of places in the world where women can't walk around safely at nighttime and you know that's not that's just the reality of the world. Like I grew up in New York city and women, like when I would leave church, when it was dark, the men would walk us home. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Because there's danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, physical fitness is really important. Um, diligence, hard work. Like, do you have a job? It's really important. And have you demonstrated that you can do something hard for a long period of time? 
So if you're job hopping, if you change career six times, like to me, that says that you can't stick it for the long haul, both for providing for a family, but also for marriage, for relationships. Like if it's hard, you're going to give up. No, like you were built for hard, do the hard. Yeah. Um, and that is what women find attractive. Like when you're doing the hard, we're like, yes, please more. Um, mm -hmm. So, and it's because we, in our own way, we also have to do the hard, right? We have to submit yeah. and we have to, our literal bodies give life, right? And nurture life. And they change as a result of that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was thinking of the red pill phrase, you know, the sexual market value of a woman goes down when she, uh, you know, has children, uh, rightfully so, her body changes. Um, and in some ways, irrevocably. And it's a sacrifice in the same way that men have to sacrifice and provide. Okay, so a physical fitness, diligence, um, and uh, what were some of the other things? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, oh, obviously, Christianity is really important. And um, <clears throat> and also emotional accessibility. And I like this word better than vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, and this one's a tricky one because our culture tells men that they should be soft, that they should be in touch with their quote-unquote feminine side, which is, first of all, it means nothing. That's new age nonsense. Men don't have a feminine side because right. they're yeah. masculine, because they're men mm -hmm. um and so uh that's nonsense um that isn't to say that men shouldn't um be emotionally accessible that they shouldn't have a healthy uh respect for and keep and capacity to manage their own emotions mm -hmm. um especially their tempers yeah um but also that they can manage and or withstand the emotions of a woman because our emotions are not the same as yours and we don't process them the same and we don't reason the way you guys do you reason with your reason with your intellect mm -hmm. and we and you process the world and view the world through your reason and logic and thank god for that and women do process the world and see the world through our emotions and so what we need is for men who are emotionally accessible one who can manage their own emotions well there's a level of stoicism there mm -hmm. um but also that they are not like a robot or a cyborg or a, a, like a complete stone. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, but that they can activate cliff mode as Ryan King put it uh, mm, on one of yeah. the recent posts, you know, that when her emotions are high, because that will happen because that's the nature of being a woman um, that he can uh, be the amused stone, right. That he can stand there and be the cliff. And if the w winds and the waves hit it, the cliff doesn't move. Um, right. Yeah. A lot of times that, that emotional safety is, is really important. And then finally having a vision for the future. Women don't want a man who they have to tell what to do. Okay. Yeah. So if I, if you uh, meet a woman and you're like, I have this job and I have a five-year plan and I've already been saving money and I even have money for my wedding saved up. Like you're a man with a plan and a vision. Mm -hmm. That's great. I want a man with a vision that I can get behind um, and support. And I want to help in a vision. Uh, it, we referenced John Eldridge in the first half and he, in the book, one of the things he says that women and his wife also wrote that book with him. Mm -hmm. And they say that women cultivate beauty and they also want to be a part of a great adventure. Yeah. And we do. We just don't yeah. want to lead it. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to be on it. I definitely want to be, you know, in the boat or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I want to be helping. You know, I, I make really good sandwiches. Um, mm. And so I, I want to yeah. be able to help um, in that. But I, I can't help something that isn't there. Mm -hmm. And so you need to have a vision. So physical fitness, emotional accessibility, diligence, hard work, um, and uh, having a vision. I think those are the, like, if we can boil it down to four or five things and, and obviously serving God, like yeah. men submit too. they just submit to God. And then 
if you have a man who submitted to God and a woman who submits to him, man, what a beautiful thing that is. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, how good it is for, for society and for children. Yeah. Um, and they deserve, like, they're just innocent. They deserve to be protected and loved. And so I think those are the things that I value in men. And mm -hmm. uh, those things mean that they do, men do the things that they do well. They provide, they're stoic. Um, they're the people who stay calm when the world is literally on fire. Yeah. Um, and all the things that we love, like in our favorite movie characters, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's a level of like stability that men provide in their stoicism and their willingness to go into danger uh, that cannot be understated, overstated at all. Um, you know, it's like the scene in the movie in a, in like in a disaster movie when a man finds like a bunker and he touches the walls and he's like, yeah, they're concrete. We'll be safe here. Mm -hmm. You know, that level of like concrete safety is what a good man provides. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what women are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of this, is this is one that I, I like to, uh, I, I like to ask people sometimes is, um, what, uh, is there a particular character on a, uh, you know, movie TV show, or even in a novel that you've read that, uh, that you kind of look up to or, or, um, view as, as kind of like that definition of a, of a good man? Oh my gosh. Oh, I love this question. Okay. The first one that comes to mind is Aragorn. Okay from yeah, lord of the rings mm -hmm. okay and so obviously there's many men in the lord of the Rings series and all of them represent uh different versions of masculinity and different expressions let's call them of masculinity they're all these different types of men not just physically types but also mm -hmm. uh spiritually let's call it um yeah. but aragorn is certainly my favorite and he he is a type of christ in that story um, but so is Frodo, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, it's I'm not picking on any one man, but I think he represents um, like the physical strength, um, and the, but also the love. One of the things that I really value in men is that they can be both strong and kind. Mm. Yeah. My favorite thing about them that you can have this man who, uh, in Aragorn, you know, he literally can crush ten thousands, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and he's he's standing in front of this ghost army, and he's like, "What say you?" You know, and it's like mm -hmm. so intense. Um, or when uh, they're about to die at Helm's Deep, and Legolas is like, "They're gonna die," and and Aragorn says, "Then I shall die as one of them." You know, it's like he's ready to go, and even if it means he lays down his life, yeah. But he also is the woman is the is the man who loved Arwen so tenderly and gently that she was willing to follow him to the ends of the earth. And, mm -hmm. you know, she, she, she drew from, from his strength, courage and uh, virtue uh, from mm -hmm. him. And she was willing to follow him. And she said, I choose a mortal life. I choose you over all the good things that I could have a, a lifetime of many lifetimes. I would rather have this one with you. That to me um, is, is a good example of the kind of man he's, uh, one of my favorite preachers, he says, men should be tender with their families and tough for them. And I think I like that. Yeah. That Aragorn represents that rather well. Yeah. 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 I, I think of, um, I think of Jesus, um, when, when you talk about being, being strong and kind at the same time, I mean, it, you know, obviously there's the great example of him overturning the tables in the, the temple yes. money changers. The whips. Like, there were some whips involved. Yeah. There. Yeah. Like he took his time to create a whip and go back in and clear <laughs> these people out and, and, yes. you know, fulfilled one of the prophecies of, I, I think it was Isaiah said, you know, zeal will consume me for, for my father's house. Like the, yes. the man was, 
the man was angry and um you know people always say that it's not very christ-like to, to get angry it's like well there's a difference between righteous anger and unrighteous anger and and um and then he was he was kind like the the woman who was uh caught caught in the act of adultery that's always one of my favorite lines in that story like oh you you caught her in the act of adultery like how how did this how did this work here you know and they were getting ready to live porn yeah yeah they were getting ready to stone her to death and 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 you know that's when jesus stood up and said the famous you know quote like you know he was not without sin throw the first stone and and um, so he was, was kind with her. He was kind with the, the woman at the well. And, uh, we know the checkered past that, that, that she had and, um, um, getting into the, the fictional, actually one that I like to, um, um, that I like to reference a couple from, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd in the sense that, uh, I grew up on Star Trek, the next generation, Star Trek, deep space nine, those, those I shows. love these. Go ahead. Okay. What you're gonna say? I'm so well, excited. Yeah. So the the two that I'm thinking of when you were talking about that is um, first that comes to mind is uh, Captain Ben Sisko from Deep Space Nine and his character. I really like him. Yeah, I think he's he's emotionally accessible. He's a husband, protect, or he's he's a he's a father, single father at the start of the series, and then you know as as his character moves on, he. Uh, gets another love interest and and gets married and and is a bit of a Christ-like figure because he sacrifices himself at the end of the series and um, but at the same time he's he's a soldier and like he can uh, you know he, in his character arc is uh, there's the, the Dominion War storyline and he's a key figurehead in in that and like essentially leads the leads Starfleet against this invading force and and um, there's there's just so much of a dynamic character arc and and. Would love to get that actor on on the show one day because I really like like oh, his work. And he was so it. brilliant and articulate. And yes. oh, I love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah. I actually I'm one throwing of the, my nerdy side now. Thank yeah, you. yeah. So one of the lines that I like to use um, is is a line that uh, he said in in one episode where the uh, Starfleet was getting ready to go into battle is that uh, fortune favors the bold. Uh, and so I I use that every once in a while when I'm feeling cocky, but. Uh, um, and then you mean confident confident yes yeah yeah um and uh the other character that i think of uh, a lot is actually uh wharf from um next generation in deep space nine uh specifically more so in deep space nine because he had a lot uh, a lot deeper character arc in, in deep space nine and um same type of thing was emotionally accessible but was a fierce fierce klingon warrior you know, was married during in in Deep Space Nine and had to deal with with that loss, but but was still, you know, father and and just there's so such a great dynamic to his character and um, he said kind of one of those similar lines to what what Aragorn said like he, he one of his lines he always said uh, I was actually just watching this episode the other day he was in a a prisoner of war camp and they were making him fight the soldiers in uh, uh, in the uh, the prisoner of war camp and. Uh, he gets to the end, gets to the last guy, and the guy says, "Well, he's like, where?" He says, "Oh, I found your worthy opponent. I'm like, where is he?" And the uh, guy says, standing in front of him, he says, um, "You know, I'm standing right in front of you." And um, the cool. the bad guys race. He says, uh, "Their their quote was uh, victory is life," and he just looks right back at him and he says, "Today is a good day to die." <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yeah. And, I used that playing football a couple times. I will say that, you know, lined up again for across the guy from me. I just wanted to freak him out and be able to look at him and be like, you know, today's a good day to die. And uh, mm-hmm. 
No, no, that's that's smart. With what's funny is you didn't choose who like you didn't choose Picard or uh like I'm I'm very surprised. I like these choices. They're yeah. very good. And I I agree. Like when I was growing up and we would watch, I loved Worf. I loved how brave he was. And I also loved how he managed to be masculine, like even his son's mother, she like their culture, she's mm -hmm. she's such an intense woman, and he could um he could bring out the softness in her. Yeah, whatever there was, um, because yeah. he was so like, just so such a leader, um, and he was always, uh, pursuing the good. Like mm -hmm. he would, he would make the hard call even if it hurt him, and he would swear to his own hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that a couple times in in his uh, in his character arc. But um, um, couple quick questions before we uh we hop off here we did get a little off track of uh, some of those <laughs> questions i sent over but uh you know it's, it's sometimes you gotta you gotta do that uh but uh i, I want to uh ask you uh first off what kind of inspired you to start posting this kind of content and getting into uh getting into this space uh mended uh so the first posts that I wrote well the very first posts I wrote that were readable um like there were text lines were about my story of choosing life for my daughter and not having an abortion when I had an unplanned pregnancy and you can go back on my page um and talk about that and I even have another podcast where I was a guest on where I talked about that um but the first post that I wrote that kind of went mini viral or whatever um was a post called there is more to men and mm. it, it was written on a day when several men had been very gracious and kind and provided things for me. And mm. I was feeling grateful and um, my heart was really full yeah. of gratitude. And I sat down and I wrote this post about how men are disparaged and despised in our culture, but really there's more to them than we've been told. Yeah. And so men inspired me to do this because I'm grateful for all the things that they are and that they do. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Um, and then one, this is uh, one question that I ask every guest, uh, final question, just kind of wrapping things up is, um, you know, let's say you have an opportunity to speak into uh, the life of a young man kind of in his mid 20s or early 20s. He's just kind of getting out into life and kind of figuring things out. And, and he's he's kind of at that teetering point where he's kind of ready to give up on some of the traditional values that, that we espouse, you know, maybe he's getting ready to, you know, kind of give up on, on things and go his own way. What, what kind of advice would you, would you give to a young man who's just kind of in a, in that situation where he's a little more prone to, uh, to go, you know, maybe uh, towards the red pill or go towards MGTOW? What would you, uh, advice would you give to him? Um, I would tell him that his masculinity isn't toxic and that just because people say things and just because a lot of people say things doesn't make them true. Like, I don't care if the screechers are yelling it, that doesn't make it true. Um, so that's first. And then I would say he needs to know Christ and Christ was the manliest man that ever lived. And he was the most loving and the most sacrificial. And the third thing I would say is that you were born for more. And if you feel frustrated and disappointed, it's because you were born for glory and for honor and for virtue and you need to pursue that and you can do that by coming to christ by getting around other men and by reconciling with your father and if you do those things um your uh your self-awareness and your ability to engage with the world confidently will 
vastly improve. And But you definitely don't have to diminish who you are, nor do you have to make yourself so big that no one can be around you to keep yourself safe, mm-hmm. which I think is the response of MGTOW. It's like, I'm going to be so masculine, so much machismo, so much of me that no one can get within six feet of me unless I allow. Um, yeah. And really, that's not how life works because people can hurt you. Um, mm-hmm. But being a true man is being able to discern the truth, being able to discern if someone's worthy of your time and energy. And then if they, if they prove that they aren't like what to do afterwards, and it's not to beat yourself up or to berate them, but it's to move on and to find people that you can serve who will honor and appreciate them. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, she is, uh, Sharon Ortiz, uh, Sharon, before we, uh, we put a bow on everything, where is the best place for people to find you? Um, I'm on Instagram as Shastorra, that's S-H-A-S-T-O-R-R-A. And I'm also on Twitter by the same Mm -hmm. handle. And those are the places you can reach me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, well done. Well done, Sharon. Thank you so much for uh, for being on the show this evening. It was great to talk to you. Great to uh, talk about some of these subjects and even uh, kind of get off into a little bit of nerd land there. But, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, that's uh, I. Yeah, that's one of the things I kind of light up about is that uh, they they call it they call it the prime timeline now. You know the the the, okay. you know, the, the nerdy nerdy people because like the with the J.J. Uh, Abrams movies they call that like the Kelvin timeline. But you know that's a topic for a different podcast for a different day. Um, yeah, I don't even know what any of that meant, but yeah. I'm sure you would explain. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Any anyway, uh, she is uh, she's Sharon Ortiz. I'm John Waltz. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast, and I will talk to you all next time.